Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey y'all, Walt Harris here with another Panther Rands podcast. Almost Friday, end of a short week, and um, a lot going on. We got the NBA Finals starting tonight, which should be cool. You know, we've been, you know, the playoffs have been dismal for Lord knows, pretty much the whole thing for the most part. You know, we've been waiting for this matchup probably since last year for Golden State and Cleveland and. You know, as far as predictions go, I like Warriors and five, and not in five but six. I think Cleveland's gonna give my Cleveland's gonna give my chance. Not so much a chance of fight, but I think Cleveland's gonna break down and Warriors will take over because this Warriors team is actually a lot better than last. It's actually even a lot better than last year's team. Although I mean, record may not show it, but you know, because you know, last year's team won more games. This team seems a little, little bit more deeper. So, obviously you got the Pens, are up 2-0 in that series, and I figured the Preds would give them a hard time, they, they didn't, you know, I wasn't expect, expecting it so soon in game one, but the Pens pulled away, and in game, this, you know, yesterday's game, it was pretty much an evenly matched, evenly matched game for the most part, you know, the Pens were able to match the intensity of the of the Predators in that game, and and then the third period, then the third period happened, where they just uh, Pens got two quick goals and pretty much shook the Predators. I mean, that was something that was hard to come back from. So. You know, for the Pens, it'd be, it'd be probably in our best interest to get this series done and over with. Hopefully in four or five games. They definitely got to take one out two of this, you know, when they go to Nashville, if they can. They should. Get it done and over with and be done. Because the longer the series goes on, the more it's going to favor the Preds. Because they're, you know, they're a t- lot tougher team than people give them for you know, being an eight seed. You know, they're on, they're on a roll. So... As far as Pitt goes, I'm not going to talk much about bat- football today. Some more basketball. Although football, we'll talk next podcast because Pitt did get a nice pickup in recruits. So, we got to talk about that. Well, as the Kevin Stallings turns, as you can call it, that soap, the little soap opera we got going. You know, I, initially I had a podcast done thinking he was going to back down eventually from Roy Williams and lift that restriction, but after reading that little interview he did with Pitt News, it seems like he's, you know, isn't going to back down, and he's just moved on from the whole Cam Johnson thing, which, you know, most coaches probably should by now. Stallings released him. He didn't want to be a Pitt no more, so he's gone. He's focusing on his own players, the, you know, the ones that... 
he signed or just wanted to stay. But um, as far as that interview goes, nothing really, nothing completely new to rehash. I mean, he knew this was all coming down the pipes where players were leaving. I mean, he didn't have the players he wanted. So there goes the house cleaning. He just didn't. I guess I don't think he expected to happen like it did. Not to mention losing Aaron Thompson as well to Butler. Which, you know, suppose that was a personal issue, which is a bunch of crap because the, the kid didn't really, really didn't stay at home. He went to Butler, Indiana of all places. But, you know, as far as the rest of the interview goes, he, he, you know, he, pretty, he pretty much hinted that the end of this, this season is going to be a trashy season. He didn't come out and say it. I mean, you're not going to come out and say we suck, although it hasn't stopped them before. You know, last year didn't stop them. But, excuse me. You know, it's going to be a lot of new faces and just one of those years where they're going to probably be either really bad or somewhat watchable and you know as far as the Pete goes I mean I'm sure I'm sure there'll be plenty of seats available for this one you know although you know Pitt hasn't really Pitt hasn't really had a much uh, they haven't really filled the, filled the Pete a whole lot in the last few years because the product hasn't really been as good but right now the product's really bad so of course that on our conference schedule, shoot. You may hear a pin drop in that basket in that arena. But on top of that, he landed, you know, he lost a player, Mark Alstork, lost him to Illinois, which sucked. Landed another he did land another player, and this was a this was a war between Pitt, Penn State, and Duquesne. So People said, well, he just landed our typical Dixon recruit that, you know, Jamie, Jamie landed. But all the players Jamie, all the players Jamie landed were better because Jamie was better and the food tasted better when Jamie coached. Well, let's not be, let's be, not be too overly dramatic. But, if uh, Kevin Stallings loses this battle... If he loses this recruit to Duquesne or Penn State, he pretty much, it's going to be said that he lost the recruiting battle to Penn State or Duquesne. People laugh at it. So he won it. He had to win it, obviously. And it didn't matter if the kid wasn't a, you know, an ACC caliber player. You could say whatever you want about the kid. The fact of the matter is, is Pitt lost the battle. But they won it. Now... I'm driving over some really bad stretch of road right now. That's what happens when you podcast and drive. And the roads suck. So, same with the Cam Johnson thing. It's a two-way street. And for him, it's one of these things where if he backs down, lifts the restriction, he's a spineless, he's a spineless, he's a spineless jerk or coward, whatever. Or, he doesn't let the restriction. He's just some heartless asshole. So, looks like he's going to be the heartless asshole because that's just what he what he is. 
and you know, of course, Jay Billis jumping on the uh, bandwagon of this whole transfer thing, and of course, people are obviously jumping on the bandwagon as well, like they always do. This happens uh, this happens all the time in NCAA basketball and football, but of course, when somebody like Jay Billis brings it up, everybody's gonna hop on the bandwagon and their circle of group think. And of course, you got some people who are against Kevin Stallings, Pitt fans themselves, because they hate him. So this gives them another reason to, uh, to, to dump on him. The guy really can't win, no matter what he does here. You know. Personally, I'm going to support him because it's all about the program. He's the coach. It is what it is. I really don't expect him to be here long at Pitt. I mean, if it's a, if this season's really bad, I really don't expect him to be here. But he's but the front thing is is he's here, and we can jump up and down and scream and throw feces at each other as much as we want. It's not going to make him leave. So, Jay Billis really, to me, he generally doesn't care about these players. It's just something for him to use for his soapbox and push his agenda. It's really all it is. So. And that that add to it, he takes um, he gets Heather like uses her an example, saying you know Pitt had to take her away from Eastern Michigan. Well, GJ Pitt lost their AD Scott Barnes, not, not even a year after he was hired. So I don't see Jay Bills bitching about that. No, not at all. It's the fact that Pitt hired East took took took. Uh, Heather Like away from Eastern Michigan. You know, what was Pitt supposed to do? Not hire a new AD? We all wanted EJ, but you know, that didn't work out. And of course, you know, I could tell you for I could tell you for a fact that EJ doesn't want the job. He loves the job he has now. And I can't blame him. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a I mean I get he's a Pitt guy, he's a fanboy, but he does so much for the university, but there's a lot that goes with the AD position and just what he does, you know, all that. He's got to fundraise. He's got to play a lot more politics. He's got to do the whole, he's got to manage the athletic department, which is politics in itself. So, I don't blame him. Stick to what's good for you. But, that was another example. And of course, it happens all the time with these transfers and it just you know Pitt obviously is now the, the, the mean villain in this they're evil and they need to be dealt with which is why I wrote in that little article for Pitt Blather a few, you know not too long ago I just uh, I said hey you know you guys want this for you want him you want him released hell you want Cam Johnson released hell I'll go full niner let's get him released Let's fire, let's ban Kevin Stallings from ever coaching again, and let's sanction Pitt basketball. I mean, I want a full, I mean, I want a full niner on this one. Hell, forget this whole uh, release crap. Let's 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 go. Let's get more. Because that's what we do on social media. We want we want more of stuff. We don't want somebody made ex- not so much being an example of. We want them destroyed. Well, for some people, it's good reason. You know, there's good reasons why we do it because. Some of them act like jerk-offs or idiots. They do certain things, and of course, they end up losing their jobs over it and kill their careers because they make some really bad 
decisions on social media, what they post, what they say. And they hide behind this whole freedom of speech thing. Oh, God, I'm getting off topic. And they don't realize that you know, that amendment doesn't really protect you from losing your job. Yeah, you know, which is what we dealt with went with you know, with what was it the Wendy Bell from that local uh, Pittsburgh station? Oh, she was just telling the truth and speaking her mind. Yeah, you can do that. You can say whatever you want, but when your employer sees it and says, "Oh, yeah, we got sponsors, we got listeners, viewers, we got the whole shebang." So, yeah, we got to do something about this because this is going to make us look really bad. And that's what happened. And, you know, and part of me, I get what some people say. These coaches are allowed to, you know, change jobs, ADs, allowed to change jobs anytime they want. Well, they're in the working world now. They're not amateur. They're not doing amateur stuff like NCAA athletes are. So, of course, there's going to be some rules that NCAA sets in for these people, for these guys. It is what it is. But if you're, you're working in a profession, you're free to do whatever you want. But here's the thing. When you constantly change jobs in some avenues, employers look at that and say, okay, why did you take so many jobs in so many years? Why did you move around so much? And if you're going to go leave a job for a competitor, sometimes, or if, they, or if the, that current job fears it, don't make you sign a non-competitive when they hire you. So you can't go to any any competitor for years and years or ever. So there's restrictions in the real world too. So Cam Johnson can go anywhere he wants. You can. I mean, it's, it's up to him. He had a lot of interest from really good programs. It's just the one he wants, he has to sit out a year. So. But, um, yeah, enough of the rambling. Y'all get what I'm saying here. Hell to pit.